what's going on? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is playing young rock and metal fans to discover new music along with finding players where they feel like they can connect and feel accepted. That is us here in the Chord Progression Podcast. So welcome back to the show once again. We are having a band on the podcast we have not had on in over two years. And this band has been growing from when they first appeared on the show. It was literally right around the time they were first playing away from their home state. And now we are catching them after their first national tour. Oh my God, who could it be? You guys know who it is if you looked at the thumbnail and the title of the episode already. But before we jump into the episode, I want to thank support of this podcast. It comes from Phoenix Fitness. So of course, what are, excuse me, what are my two favorite things in the world to do? Podcasts and mosh pits, baby. So I got to make sure that I can do mosh pits the way I like to, which is, Go from the beginning of the first band to the end of the headliner and not miss out on any time in between, along with, and I got to make sure this is along with being able to deliver those hits because I can't be weak in that pit because I got to deliver some of those hits and I can't take, you know, just get knocked over at any given whim. So I got to make sure I can take some of those hits. So I got to make sure I'm mosh pit fit as I like to call it. So I go to the gym a lot. I lift a lot. I do a lot of cardio to make sure that that happens. But I also make sure I'm preparing and recovering for my body correctly so I can continue to be mosh fit and mosh pit fit and do this on a continual basis. And that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in because they have many different products to help you achieve your fitness goals and stay mosh pit fit. Different types of pre-workout, both stim and stim free. I use their stim free version because, guys, I've got too much energy as it is. I don't need the extra stimulants. They have different types of B-cell recovery compounds if your muscles absorb the nutrients post-workout. Different types of creatine help you build muscle. Different types of protein help you build muscle. Plant-based protein, collagen-based protein, whey-based protein. I use their chocolate malt whey flavor. That's my personal one that I like to use, and that's what I sticks with. They also have different types of multivitamins and literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals, Phoenix Fitness has for you. So our listeners and viewers on YouTube can get 20% off using code CPP20 at FNX.com. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now to our feature presentation. We have the guys from Envisions back on the podcast, and this is like catch up with two old, or say three, four old friends we have a blast on this one talk about this band's growth in the music industry and everything in between of what's happened in the past two years so are you guys ready yeah you are let's go give me a fuck yeah well 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 ladies and gentlemen boys and girls listeners of the chord progression podcast it has been quite a while since this band has been on the podcast. If I remember correctly, it was like early 2021 we've had them on. So that was about two years ago, over two years ago at that point, and possibly almost 300 episodes ago. So it is about time we catch back up with them. They come back on the show because they have grown from the last time we had them on. They just did their first out-of-state run, and now they have just finished their first national run. Coming back home, just released a brand new cover of Drowned by Bring Me the Horizon, and you guys want to go and take a look at it and take a listen to it, which you should, probably right after this episode. So please welcome back Alex, Nate, Phil, and new Kevin from the band Envision the Podcast. So guys, welcome back. And also, Kevin, welcome What's to the Core Progression Podcast. I think we were laughing through the last thing you said. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I said welcome back, and I said to new Kevin, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. <laughs> Thank you. You're... Kevin likes Core Progression, so like this works out. It's great. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's the perfect combination. Guys named Kevin and Core Progressions. It just works out. It's like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dude, oh. Never mind. <laughs> oh, God. No, what is it? What is it? You, you don't hold back on me, Alex. It was like unlocked memory. Like there was this Facebook post that said uh, peanut butter and jelly time had uh, like a meeting. 
I can't. I can't remember what it. Uh, oh yeah, no wait. Yeah, I think it like it had like some kind of sexual meaning. Like peanut butter is like the you know the back door and jelly is the front door. That's why it says <laughs> peanut butter jelly with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did not know that, and definitely right now I'm thinking like, oh my god, that is great. But ten year old me would have still been laughing his ass. I'm like, no, it doesn't mean that. That's naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Family Guy, man. Jokes have been jokes. Freaking family guy. But otherwise, it's been a couple of years since you guys have been on the podcast. How has life been going for you guys overall? It's been nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I mean, dude, we've uh, we've gotten to play a few festivals. Uh things like really started kicking off when we played our, our hometown festival here, CPR Fest for uh a radio station open for three doors down, see their non point. Uh there was like ten thousand people there. And like, that was like, I think that was the moment where me and Nate, you know, Nate was like my day one guy, right? You know, him and I kind of decided we're going to start this thing together. And we looked at each other and we're like, I think we're on to something. Because <laughs> there was like, a, you know, we were the first band out the gate. And then we had a line of people like waiting to meet us for like two hours and missing other acts to see little old us, you know, including ones on the main national stage. And dude, that was that's probably one of the biggest moments in my life. Like it was, it was nuts. Um, we just played a festival in Pennsylvania uh, with with Trapped, Rock the Hills of all people, Rock Rock the Hill out there, which was that was cool. And Sponge and Flaw. And then earlier this year, we did a festival with um in Florida. It's called Throwdown at the Campground and uh, Drowning Pool headlined and an amazing new band called World Gone Cold, which you should get in touch with. They're phenomenal. Um, and there was a surprise, like no, it was on it wasn't on the lineup, just all the members were there hanging out and they were like, screw it. And we got a surprise performance from POD. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 So they were just hanging out at throwing out the campground, just all hanging out together. Did they all plan just to show up there? It's just a random thing where all of them show up and like, oh shit, we're all here. Let's just go hang out, have fun. You know what? Fuck it. This looks like fun. We're going to go play a set right now because why? We can. That's why. So it was uh, World Gone Cold. Another reason why I said check them out is it's a super group. I don't know if you remember a band called Inhale Exhale. I do, yeah. So their vocalist is a vocalist of World Gone Cold. The guitarist from The Letter Black. The drummer is from Demon Hunter. And the bassist is from P.O.D. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that was their first show. So they were coming out to support them. And then it was like the promoter of the festival's birthday or some shit. And... um. They, he was like, y'all, please, please, please. And they were like, screw it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, hey, like, hey, sometimes those moments are the moments that absolutely make or break some of those. I say make those festivals where it's you never know what might happen. You get, you get an opportunity to do something. You have an opportunity where everyone from a POD or some other band that is well nationally known. It's like, hey, we're all here together. What if we just made this happen? What if it just randomly were to happen? And all of a sudden, everyone at that festival just gets this massive surprise Holy crap, that's going to be something they take away for with, with them forever. And then they're going to think so positively back on that festival. They're going to constantly be looking back at that line remembering, man, I remember when this happened, I remember when this happened. Then they're going to take a look at the list of rest bands like, hey, I remember seeing this band. Hey, I remember seeing Envision. I remember I liked those guys. Why did I take so long to remember them? Okay, got to pull them up on Spotify, and now we're following them, and now we're listening to all their stuff, and now we're having a blast. Yeah, it was really special. And that's also like that festival was like, almost like an offshoot of Shiprock. 
because the people that run it are Shiprock people. A lot of the people that went out there are Shiprock people. We got to play the Shiprock pre-party back in January. So, like, that's just a whole other community that we're kind of intertwined with at this point. And we, dude, Shiprock people are so fucking cool. They really were, though. Yeah. Super, super nice. Super nice. All right, so tell me, guys, tell me some of these stories about like playing the Shiprock pre-party because I have heard nothing but great things about the ship about Shiprock people. Of course, I've been meeting some more of them. Uh, one of my good friends who, I'm, who lives in Chicago, she goes to Shiprock every single year, and she's always trying to convince me to go down there. I'm just like, it if I can, but the money is always an eff- a factor. But I still want to go down there because I just hear it's one of the coolest things ever. I don't want to miss out. And so, what did you guys experience on that Shiprock pre-party show? Like, what happened? Because you guys are talking about it. I can just tell that there's some sort of positivity that's just radiating from you guys. I want to know. Yeah, dude, we we got up there. We we ripped it. We played with our homies in seven. Uh, they're out of Lafayette, Louisiana, which is another band you should check out. I I gotta send you a list. Send me the list, man. Like grocery list. I um, but we we played that show. We got off the stage and we um, you know, the show was it was cool. Like it was you know we, we were like the first band to go on. And it was people that hadn't seen each other. Like it was the first, some of them, they hadn't been to a Shiprock event since before COVID. Right. So like the actual performance part wasn't all that exhilarating because most people were like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you know? Um, but afterwards, like we really noticed people were paying attention because they were like, you guys were awesome. Let me buy a shot. And that's the story of the night. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, all, yeah, we didn't we didn't pay for a single drink that night. We, we all got so fucked up. <laughs> We were like standing in line to buy a drink and three people were like, no, nah, first off, you're not getting one and you're not paying for it. All three of us are going to buy you a drink right now. We're going to drink it all together. Let's have fun. Welcome to Ship Rock. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's basically all, all that happened. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Yep. Yep. I'm in a merch video. I come up to me. I'm just like, oh, you guys like toasted. And then that's how it went. <laughs> yeah. Phil's allergic to alcohol. So like he's always our designated driver. Sorts <laughs> out. So he's just like watching us and he gets the best seat in the house because we're all like losing our shit, acting like, you know. Memories. Yeah, yeah. He remembers. <laughs> yeah, we, we, next morning we're like, Phil, so talk to us, man. What, what happened? <laughs> nothing, nothing regrettable. A lot of funny stuff, but nothing regrettable. So don't worry. Yeah. See, at that point in time, I'm hoping like, oh, Phil, what happened last night? He just pulls out like a composite notebook. Like, let's see what happened here. <laughs> well, Alex, last night at around 1025 p.m., you decided to do this and you thought it was a good idea. It's like, oh, man, is that why my, you know, I've got like athletic tape wrapped around my wrist? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's weird. I remember last night having a clear arm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, nope, that happened. All of a sudden, it's like, then there's, there'll be uh, Nate. Yeah, do you remember what happened? Yeah, at around 1130, um, you went into some tent and 12th you came out, and there's now a smiley face tattooed right on your right shoulder. You just look, oh, hey, look, how awesome is that? That would actually be pretty badass. Like, if I woke up drunk, if I woke up from being drunk at a festival, and I don't remember the entire night, and the worst thing that happened is I have a smiley face on my shoulder, like, that's that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a, like that's a pretty good story, but it seems like especially from that pre-party for Shiprock, just with how the fans end up reacting to you after you guys went off stage, wanting to buy you drinks, wanting to make sure that they were talking with you, having a blast with you guys, it seems like you definitely want a lot of people over in that festival space, especially from the Shiprock side of things, because now people might be saying, "Shoot, are they coming back next year?" Yeah, right. Yeah, and we were uh, some of our fans that were fans of ours before then. We had like a couple. They said that, um, you know, there wasn't that many that was on the boat beforehand, 
but we had merch obviously at the pre-party and they said they saw envision shirts all day all week long on the cruise <laughs> it was nice Ooh, definitely taking advantage of that and i mean just not only think about that but you had that festival. You had thrown out the campground. You guys did CPR Fest. That's with the Sound 228, correct? No. So, oh, yes not. and no. It was with the Sound 228. They had a stage there, but it's actually with 97.9 CPR Rocks, which is the main rock station on the Gulf Coast. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I can never keep those. I can never keep that straight. Because I always see the Sound 228 posting a lot of stuff about that. But I'm like, is that their festival? Is it who's like whose is it? I can never really remember. So their festival this past year was um, Rockin' the Sound. Rockin' the Sound, and then we're doing the Dirty 30 Fest for them in uh, July. Yeah, and that's with uh, Seventh Day Slumber. Another Day Dawns? Carbon Stone. It's not Another Day Dawns. I cannot uh, remember. Among, among Rivals. Among Rivals. Rise Among Rivals. Rise yeah. Among Rivals. Okay. Yeah. Um, seventh Day Slumber, Carbon Stone, Seven, again. Um, and uh, them guys are the band from Louisiana. So... So you guys already have four festivals under your belt for this year alone. You still got like two more to go. Shoot. I'm just thinking about this from my perspective. From the last time I talked to you guys, again, you guys had just done your first like couple, about to either just do your first couple of shows or you just were coming back from them. And now it's just like, yep, we're doing all these festivals. It's here, 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 here. Yeah. The growth of Envision definitely seems like it's happened quite substantially since we last spoke. Oh yeah. I think we were about to play like show seven when we talked last and, um, we're somewhere like in the seventies now, so it's <laughs> uh, two EPs later, and um, yeah, it's it's been it's been nuts, man. Like I was posting earlier this year about how I remember I was looking through my memories and I was like going through and professionalizing Envisions page and <laughs> taking some of the the old shit down. And I remember looking at some of these posts and like no no comments, no reactions, you know, maybe one here or there. And now, like, I, you know, every, every just about every month we get the little badge from Facebook that said you got like over a thousand this, you know, that and the other. And like we have such a supportive, not even community, like we have a family, you know, that just wasn't there the last time we talked. Like we were just trying to make noise last time. And now, like, we have something that is tangible and it, it's cool. It's oh, really cool. I, I wake up every morning, uh, you know, so I was talking, I think to my mom about this not too long ago. And I was like, I was like, it's crazy. Cause like barely ever got phone calls, barely got text messages. Instead of getting on Facebook and post something like one or two people would like it or whatever. I was like, I go to bed and wake up and literally I, I always have about 40 to 50 different notifications just on Facebook alone. Every morning I wake up. Yeah. It's a little overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can I can kind of understand that too because right now at the podcast it's like I'll wake up and it's like okay I've got like ten emails I've got like twenty different messages here I've got like five different notifications here I've got thirty here it's just okay it's gonna take a little time to get through but I take a look back and I always remember back in the times like where you were you know you're go actually going through the band page and you were seeing like all the old posts and some that had like no reaction to maybe one reaction to it. It's like at that point in time, it's like you wanted to get to this point. You wanted to be at least at this point at some point in time. So even when it does potentially get a little like, oh, you know, I this is going to be a little bit tiresome. Like I got to go through this, all these notifications once again. Yeah. It's kind of putting the perspective on it where this is just what growth is for the band. This is what growth is for everything you're doing. And it's showing that for your ultimate goal, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like it – like. I, I, I have a, you know, a couple of mental health disorders that I talk about with the band and with the, our community and on stage and all kind of shit. Um, so it, 
it does make it challenging sometimes, but it's like challenging in, in a good way, you know, like it, it can be exhausting, but just like you said there, like it's, it's a healthy reminder that, you know, like, Hey, this is, this exhaustion is different from the exhaustion of I'm shouting from the rooftops and no one's hearing me. You know, that's, that's completely different. It's, it's, it's really cool. That's why I try to like, I talk with a couple of our fans on Facebook messenger too. I try to tell them sometimes I'm like, Hey, look, it might take me a little bit to get back to you, but I promise like I will, like, I will talk to you. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'll say there's a lot of bands that are like that too, where it's, you know, they're trying to reach out to as many or connect to people, as many people as possible, respond to as many people as possible. But it's just sometimes when there's so much going on and plus with life as well, you, you might still be working a full-time job. You might, you might, you know, have a family you're working along dealing with. You might have kids you're, you know, raising at the same time. You might have a wife, might have a girlfriend that you're in love with and you're doing stuff with her at the same time as well. So there's so many things coming to play where mental capacity when it comes to what you're doing with your family, what you're doing in your personal life, what you're doing in your professional life, what you're doing with the band, you might not just have time to get back to it at the time you have right away. The bandwidth might just not be there in your brain, but you're going to get to it at some point. And bands that I've seen do that and do that effectively are the ones that I've seen continue to grow and grow and build up on that fan base and build up on that family so that like what you've seen from the last time we spoke till now, it's like you're seeing consistent reactions to these posts. You're seeing consistent connections. You're seeing people come out to these shows, come out to multiple shows. You're seeing a lot more interaction with people with anything that you're doing. So you're not just shouting from the rooftops and no one's hearing. You're shouting from the rooftops and people are calling back and it's now you got to respond to them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and, and that's, that's totally true. Like my son's uh, just turned seven while we were out on the road. So now like we're back home and this Saturday we're having a birthday party for him. And um, you know, so it's like, I think people, people don't understand that. Like we're real people. Like me, we drove in from Virginia Sunday night and me and Kevin, we work together. We do HVAC and uh, Tuesday morning at 7 AM, we were up lifting up, you know, air conditioning units and, yeah, right back to it. Next yeah, day. yeah. I mean, you know, and that's that—that's the dream. I will say, I I wanted to say one thing about what you were saying is, you know, if there's any up and coming bands that listen to this podcast, like when I first started out, I thought it was like you got to respond to every single thing, you got to stay on top of it, you got to post every single thing, and like while that is true in terms of social media, what's more important than that is putting yourself at a pace that you can keep going. You know, like I there was a lot of times where. I would push past my point and I'd burn out and I wouldn't make posts for like months, you know, and, and Nate and Phil can definitely attest to this because they saw it happen where I had no energy to give anywhere. Um, and I kind of had to reach this level where I had to balance, okay, what can I do and what can I not do so that like what's more important than being on top of everything all the time is continuing on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because there, there are people that depend on our music that we get messages all the time about because of our stances on mental health, you know. Um, and even if you're a band that's like, I don't talk about mental health, I just write party songs, blah, 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 whatever it is. If you're making music, somebody needs it. So what's more important than being perfect all the time is, is making sure that you are OK and you can keep going. That is something that's really important to say to a lot of not only bands, but anybody in the creative space or even trying to build something for themselves. Because I'm the same way where there's times where I'm trying to do so much for the podcast, trying to build up someone, trying to do so many different things that are going to potentially bring attention to it where I've also got a full-time job I got to deal with. I've, oh, bye, Nate. <laughs> bye. 
Like I've also got a full time job I got to deal with. I've also got I've also had my own like time in the gym where I'm like I just want to take time to focus. on I've got social. I've got my own personal life. It's there's so much I'm trying to do. I burn out times as well, and it's like okay, I got to figure out a way to balance out myself because I want to talk to everybody as much as possible, connect with everybody, but I can't do that all the time. So I got to find that balance in between there as well. And if you're a musician, just like what Alex said, yeah, you're gonna want to find a way to continue to grow. And you're going to have to find that balance of what's going to be good for you to continue to respond to fans, to continue to connect with fans and continue to be able to be that presence online and real life with the band as you can be, but also give you enough time for yourself, for your family, for whatever else you're trying to do in life so that you don't get to that point of burnout. And then you're, you're finding your maximum effectiveness at everything you're doing and you're continuing to be happy with it because you can push as hard as you want on something, but if you're absolutely miserable and continue to push with it, the results are just going to be coming, are going to start becoming less and less. You're going to start becoming, feeling worse and worse and things are just going to take a turn for the worse where you might not post for a month, you might not post for a couple months, or you might just say this isn't even worth it and give up entirely just because you're so burnt out. It's about finding that balance between, between doing what you love and also make sure you have time for yourself so you can rejuvenate to continue to keep doing what you love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially because, like, just like, you know, you're you're the same way. Like, you have people that listen to you all the time, and they look forward to that, and that's a part of their routine. You know, and I know, like, uh, I was watching you over the last year. I know there was a couple of rough spots, and, like, dude, like, I just want to say I'm so fucking proud of you for pushing through that shit, you know, because it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. Like, you've gotten to watch us grow. But we've also gotten to watch you grow. Like, I know, I think it was last year you got your first sponsorship. And um, I'm I'm fucking proud of you. Like, this is a two-way street here where we're just, we're stoked for each other. Uh, I got to say thank you to that, man. Just because I've, I've talked to so many artists on the podcast, have so many of these great connections. And there's been only, a, like, a, I would say less than a handful of times where people have actually come out and actually said that to me for people that I've interviewed. And it's just it hits me in a certain way where it's just like, I want to keep going. I want to keep doing this because those positive connections, that positive just keeps me rolling, just keeps me going. So I'm feeling, I'm happy with it. So I, I got to say, thank you. And it's been great watching you guys grow as well. Seeing the fact that, you know, when we had you on the first time again, like you said, seven shows only. And now it's like, okay, you're getting close to hundred. Like you guys have grown 10, 11 fold since that point in time. And you guys have grown a community. You guys have grown a fan base that's constantly connecting with you. You guys are playing continuous shows out of state. You're playing these festivals. It keeps growing and growing. So everything keeps coming and coming. So I keep tabs on all this stuff. Like whenever I post stuff on Facebook, it's like, or have that, the episodes always like every single thing you guys have in terms of Facebook page, you know, Twitter, Instagram, I follow all that stuff. So I'm like, I can see everything that's going on. And I always see stuff pop up for Envision. Like when you guys, uh, Basically, I would say, I wouldn't say change the name, but shorten the name up. Like I saw it, and I'm like, oh, interesting. And then my mind starts going, wow, why did this happen? But it's just something that kept me more interested in the band. Like, okay, now I'm still interested in this. I'm still following the progress with this. I still want to see you guys do well. And when I saw the name change, I'm like, or the name edit, I should say, because it's not really a change. It's more of like just an edit. I'm like, right, right. Inter- yeah. I'm like, interesting. And then I started seeing, I saw you post the reason why, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> Now this makes a lot of sense. Not only just by even looking more, potentially even more standoutish, potentially having a little bit more of a cooler look, especially on merch and whatnot, but just the mindset behind it, I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense compared to like the results you guys are seeing now. So I got to say to that, 
Well done. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, Tube, like a lot of people, um, I probably won't get it as much as the band continues to grow on, but I know when we first started, people were like, oh, this dude's so fucking young. You know, and they would, like, just look at me in that that stance. But I, one thing that a lot of people, especially people that haven't known us for a while, know is, like, I spent 10 years managing restaurants before I was doing Envision. So, like, I've already got not not like a shift manager at McDonald's. I did that, too. But, you know, like I was a general manager. I was a district manager. I was combing through profit and loss and marketing plans and shit like that. Like, <laughs> there's some stuff up here, you know. <laughs> there, There's some stuff up there in Alex's brain that keeps this rolling. And I think because the thing that really got me going on that, especially being more trying to figure out, okay, how do you get more people to listen, how do you get more people to know us and stuff. When I saw the change name, because I remember you, it was like you showed you showed the uh, difference in search results when you just type in Envision. It was like you got more like more stuff popped up, but the thing was there was so much more traffic in the way before anyone could get to you. But if they just type in NVSN, all of a sudden you're the only thing that shows up. Yeah, and top it's like, three versus we weren't even in the top 100 with the old name. Yeah, that, that's just Google. You know, you could find us if you did Envision Band, but you know, like I was talking to somebody. Uh, actually a different podcast while we were on the, on the tour bus, um, this last run. And he was like, dude, you know, that's smart as fuck because people are lazy. Like the more, the, the less you give them to do the better four letters. Okay. I can look for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Four letters instead of just, okay, I'm type in vision. Oh, I've type in band. Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go back to listening to whatever the hell else I was listening to beforehand. But if it's just like N V S N enter, Oh shoot. There it is. Okay. Now I tap it. Oh, boom. I'm already on Spotify right now with them. How did that happen? Right. Yeah. I mean, we're the first thing you pop up when you type it in on Spotify anywhere. Um, and it's, it's also one thing I've noticed too, over these last couple of shows that we've done is before we would play a bunch of shows. I know we kicked ass. We had people come up to us telling us we did awesome. And I would never see anything about it online. Right. And now it's like every single show after we play the show, the band page is getting tags and things like that, you know, which we have gotten better. That's part of it. But I think it, I'm starting to think like maybe they couldn't find us. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's something I've actually thought about too with, with other bands as well, because whenever I try and, you know, whenever I band the podcast, I post about it. I always want to tag that band. But if I type in, like, especially I'll use Facebook as the example. So I'll do, like, the, you know, at, and I'm going to try and type in their name. And Or if I type in their name and it doesn't come up, do I have to add band at the end of it? Do I have to add music at the end of it? Is there something else I have to add to the end of it? So for me, I have to go to, like, back to that band's page, open the URL, and see what's at the end of the URL to get the exact one. Now, if I have to go and do that myself, and I'm the one that's motivated to go and do that, is someone else going to go and do it, especially if it's on a mobile device? Hell no, they're not going to do that. So yeah. by you guys making it so much easier to discover with just that change, I mean, it, you guys are definitely getting better too. I will say that I because that also has to be a major point behind it. But the ease of people finding it online makes it a lot easier for them to talk about it, more likely for them to talk about it, and more likely for them to tag you guys so more people get to know about you just through the word of mouth of their own page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that and that's huge. Like that's if you're a listener and you're not a band or if you're a band, whatever, like y'all don't realize how much that helps bands like you. Someone plays a live and you take a shitty ass phone photo and you post it online. and You go, this band was awesome. Go check them out. You know, like people don't realize how much how encouraging that is for us. But it, it also it, it exponentially increases 
And it makes sure, like, if it's an out-of-town band, like we are most of the time now, and, and make sure that you'll probably see them again, you know? Because if there wasn't that many people at the show, but there was, like, you know, 10 or 20 people, and all 20 people posted about this band, well, the next time that band comes through town, there's not going to be 20 people there. It's going to be packed out, you know? And that's because if each of those 20 people bring one person, that's now 40, and then the next time that turns into 80, you know, and then probably after the 80, the next time it'll be 500, because that's just how it works, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, just metastasizes like that. But it's just the prominence of word of mouth, too, because if when it comes down to music as well, it's people are discovering music and people will open up and try bands differently. If they see a band, like on a, especially on like one of those Spotify playlists and it just kind of randomly pops up, or say someone that they really taught, like they really trust with their musical opinion, they come up to them and say, Hey, I like this band or I've been listening to this band. You should go check them out. If they hear that from a person that they see is this, trusted source of music to them say it via word of mouth whether it's directly spoken to them or just posting about it online that person is going to be more likely or you're going to have more likely of a chance to have someone come and check out your music all of a sudden hey i like this hey i want to go check out more of this hey they're coming to play a show here in the next month now i'm going to make sure i'm there i'm going to make sure i'm front row and make sure that i'm banging my head so hard that by the time the show is over i'm gonna need a freaking chiropractor to fix my neck Dude, and, and we we remember the like at, at this festival, this last one, there was this dude I'd never seen a day in my life. He was like to the left, my left. So, you know, stage stage right, stage right. Yeah, he was on stage right looking up. I'd never seen this dude. And he was like jamming, bouncing up and down in the middle. It was pouring down rain during our set, yeah. mind you. And this dude is jumping up and down, saying every single word to every single song we played. And, um, dude, I, I gave him a, a free CD afterwards. I was like, dude, I don't know you from, from Adam, man. And you knew everything. He's like, yeah, man, it's all this festival. I saw you guys were on it. I looked you up. I love all y'all's music. I listen to all of it every single day. I was like, bro, like we remember that shit. Yeah. But like the other thing, if we want to depersonalize it a little bit too, cause I was thinking about this while you were talking, mm. um, is I think people underestimate how much power they have because Product endorsement, because that's ultimately what we are. We're a brand that produces a product, and product endorsement is is everything. And now I can get some big-ass band to – I can pay them to make a video and be like, go check out Envision. These guys are awesome. And that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that with The End. I actually got Aaron Gillespie from Under Oak. He, <laughs> you know, made a little snippet about it, and it was it was cool. Aaron Gillespie is – I have a drum head in my closet that he signed two different times when I was a kid, you know. So that was that was cool. But you know what's what's cooler to the average person is let's talk about let's talk about beers, right? Kevin hates IPA. He he drinks lagers and he drinks porters. Okay, uh, Kevin, you're my kind of guy. <laughs> hey, stouts too, man. I love stouts. Yeah, yes, yeah. already. I, and I like all of it except for lagers. You know, so the our common thread for me and him is porters and stouts. Um, but he's heard of you know a million dudes and a million bands and a million celebrities talk about how great IPAs are. We're having a conversation the other day, and I tell him that I got into IPAs by drinking Sam Adams Rebel Heart or Rebel IPA. It has like hints of mango, papaya, all that. And he goes, "Huh, that sounds really interesting." And like, I'm not a to some people, I'm a celebrity, you know. But I mean, like to Kevin, like I'm just you know the mm-hmm. weird dude with blue hair that acts crazy on stage, you know. Like I'm his friend, you know what I mean. And and now he's like, "Huh, I kind of want to try that," you know. And, <laughs> You know, and that, that's how strong brand endorsement is and product endorsement is that people don't realize that the everyday person has way more power over a new listener than a than a record label. You know, if someone goes, 
hey, I just found this band. I saw them live and I'm fucking stoked on them. Like that's going to mean way more than even an advertisement on Facebook from Rise Records. Right. They'll just keep on scrolling and be like, yeah, OK, that's cool, dude. But oh, yeah. when their friends talking about it, that has so much more power. And I yeah. think that's what like, you know, bands you and, and the power mm-hmm. that you have as an uh, influencer um, and the everyday person, too. Like they need they want to understand, like if you want to see a band succeed. It, it it starts with you. You know that you have so much power in your voice to make or break every musician that you see. <clears throat> that honestly does make a lot of sense too, and because even from the I like the the beer story as well, it just that is one microcosm of it, and just one other example of it for myself. I could actually give an example of it for everyone listening when it comes to actually the power that you have to help out a band that you like grow. And it was this was back in early 2022. Uh, Fit for a King had a headlining run. And I was going to go to the show and I had a couple of friends who were going there and I made sure adamantly that they were going to go to see the opener. Like, you have to go see this opener. Trust me on this. You will never regret this. They're like, well, what's the name of the opener? It was a void. And I'm like, okay, guys, go check them out. With Within the first song, all of a sudden, like, because they were up front. I'm in the middle of the pit having a blast. They said by the end of the first song, they're like, we are absolutely hooked on this band. Like, you did not lead us astray. And they've seen the band more times live than I have already. I'm just like, God damn. But yeah, it's just one of those moments. What was that? I got Alex, Kevin on Alex got me on a void. Yeah. Dude, dude, it's 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 stuff like that where if you like a band and someone's and you have a chance to like tell someone, hey, I like the band, or like, hey, this band has got this going on, or whatever it is. You can tell someone about it, and if they have more of this connection with you, they're going to be more likely to check it out. They're going to be more interested in it. Hell, that's how I got into all of Metalcore when someone just said, hey, you should check out one of my favorite bands, and it was Check Out Motionless and White. And when I heard Eternally Yours, I'm like, um, I need more of this in my life at this absolute moment right now. And it was all because someone that had been following everything I've been doing, this was even before the podcast was a thing, just said, hey, you should check out my one of my favorite bands. That was it. That was simply it. And now I'm like, I mean, look at what happened with that. I'm just, for the past like four and a half years, I've just been flying with this stuff. I'm like, I love it. So yeah. that's all, that's all you got to do. And any band they like, no matter how big or no house, no matter how big or small they are, the more that you talk about them to your friends, more than likely a couple people are going to end up going to check them out. You're going to start seeing mid shows. You want to find, you want to see your favorite bands grow. You want to see your local music scene grow. Talk about it. Just yeah, talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Right over here. And I've had I've had fans before, like when we're asked, like, hey, can you help us out with this radio campaign? They're like, well, that's not near me. And I'm like, OK, like, I get that. OK, but if you want to see us near you, like help us grow where we're at because it 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 goes like this, you know, and it's just like you said, the, the more people talk about it, the bigger it gets and help the bands wherever they're at, especially if you're stoked on them. But like two years ago, we were not ready to do the shit that we're doing now. Like there ain't no way, you know, but we have fans. We actually met. More fans this weekend that we have never met before that have been following us since 2021, you know, uh, and when and those are the people, too. I think it's fucking cool that those are the people that when we had stuff that was local to our area, they were helping it out there because they understood if I help them win this year, it's going to continue to compound them and grow bigger and bigger. And eventually I'm going to get to see them live. And guess what? The shit paid off because they did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they were so- just like loving every minute of it. Yeah, so so now I got, I'll take away from Alex on this one. I'm gonna go to Kevin and Phil on this specifically because Phil, you've been in, with the band 
is pretty much as long as, as Alex, of course, because last time we were on, talk to you. Kevin, you're a little bit more relatively new, but still, the question applies. So, as you guys have been playing these shows, have you guys been noticing this as well, especially in the live setting? Have you guys been feeling this, the connection? What kind of stories do you have around this where it's just you're seeing this growth continue and you're seeing people that have been supporting the band and helping the band grow since its early stages? Uh, I even, even since I've been joining the band, I've seen it because I joined back in August and it's there's been like substantial growth even since then. And I've even had like just this last week at the festival, I have people come up to me and just be like, oh, I'm so excited to finally get to see y'all. You know, I've been following y'all for years. And I was and I was like, well, I'm the new guy, but you know, thank you. <laughs> but uh um, no, it's 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 a really cool feeling to have people come appreciate your music like that, like that especially when they've waited so long to be able to see it live. Like it, it's just, like I was talking about this in one of our interviews during the uh, at the festival because they interviewed interviewed us there. Like it's this is why we do this is to share the energy and the connections with people. Like it's 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 just a really really awesome feeling. I do want to interject real quick because Kevin has a really special input value on this because Kevin started out as a fan in 2021. Can't confirm. Yeah, he was the dude that was in the front row screaming our song back to us, and now yep. he's playing with us. Actually. Fun fact, uh, Sunday night when we were coming home, or was it Monday night? It was, was it Sunday or Monday? My days are mixed up. We drove straight through. We drove straight through the night. So it was, it was hard to figure out like what day it was, but on our way home, uh, memory popped up on on Alex's Facebook. That was a picture of uh, them playing a show. And I was in the front row screaming along with them. And it was, it was funny. Two years ago, I was a fan. Here I am coming back from our, one of our national runs with them. Like the day we're coming home. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is pretty nuts to think about, too. Going from the front row to going to being on stage, playing with the band, being in the band. That is that that is that is the kind of like growth arc we're looking for here, man. That just makes me just smile at this point in time. It just shows the love for the music and just the connections that not only you made with them as a fan, but also now being a part of the band as well and being able to create those same kind of interactions, those same kind of moments, and those same kind of connections with fans going forward. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, like around the time that that picture was taken, I was I was dealing with a lot of stuff, and that was around the time they come out with the end, which is still one of my absolute favorite songs that we have. And it kind of became a tradition every time I come see them play, Alex would always hand the mic to me for certain spots in the song, and I would scream with him. Now and he does a lot. Now I do. Now I do it live. <laughs> this is even coming more full circle than I ever thought it possibly could. Like this okay. is even uh, crazier. It gets me and Kevin knew each other when we were 13 years old and we were uh, in middle school talking about being in a band together, had a name, we're working on getting members and everything. It fell through. And like 16 years later, we're playing national shows together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you, I was going to say, what are you going to tell me next? You guys were born in the same hospital. Um, I don't, I don't know. No, no. Uh, Cause you moved here, right? Yeah. No, I, I, I was born down here in Ocean Springs. Oh, okay. Now you're thinking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> if you, if you, for some reason, like, I'm pretty sure after this episode, it's like you guys are gonna start like going through past records, going through birth certificates. Like, okay, what hospital were you born at? If it's the same one, to be like, my God, this is even crazier than we thought it was. We were literally <laughs> born in the exact same place, in the exact same delivery room, to the exact same doctor. Yeah, it just would have been six months apart. He's six months older than me. Yep. 
it, it would still be the most one insane, crazy coincidence after another, man. It, but it it just it just again speaks to the power of how how music can connect with so many people, no matter how big the band is, whether you're on the scale of someone like Bring Me the Horizon or Bad Omens. Or you're on the scale of someone that's just starting out for your first show. No matter what it is, if you're going to be able to create that kind of interaction with someone where they're they're just passionate and you're about your music, you're connecting with them in such a positive way. They're in the absolute front row of your show, even when there's maybe five, ten people there singing every song back to you, banging their head, trying to basically bang their head until their brain rots. Thank you, Caleb Shomo, for that lyric. But just getting into as possible and then just sharing your music with everybody else. I mean, those are the moments and those are the people that are going to help grow your band, but also those people you're going to connect with. And those are the people you're going to remember going forward because they're going to be the people that helped your band grow when really no, like maybe no one else noticed. And because I was talking recently with the guys from unsigned pop punk and they kind of brought up the same thing where it's, they know what it's like to be in a band where it feels like no one gives a shit about you. And you guys growing, it's like maybe at first you felt like, okay, playing those first couple of shows, maybe people really aren't there for you. People aren't giving you the time of day. Maybe it felt like no one gave a shit about you, but now you're going to play in these shows. You're playing festivals and people are going out there. People are coming to support you guys to see you guys. And now it's like you're feeling that happen once again. You're feeling that connection. It's just even one of those fans that gave you the time of day early on is now a member of the band. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And mm-hmm. like, I started this shit solo, man. Like, you know, I was a solo project for three years before uh, I got up with Nate and then eventually Phil, who still needs to tell his story. But, <laughs> but you I saw the eyes just like, oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Phil, give me your best PTSD eyes. Go. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> things, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I snorted on the on the interview. Are you good? Probably got you. <laughs> but like Kevin was saying earlier, like for me, it's just finally meeting some fans that we need from day one, from meeting in a Broken Hearts Club, and for instance, Anne, she was lovely, very nice, and I get to finally meet her. I mean, loving lady, but I mean, the whole experience is just great. I mean, never expected to be doing this for this long, and I'm still gonna keep going. Looks like I thank Alex for this, but well, and the boys, of course. Was that loud enough? Yeah, you're yeah, good. You did good. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're good. I, I caught every word of that. You're perfectly fine. No no issue. If for some reason it's like, oh, it's a little too soft. I'm just going to crank up the volume on that piece. So everyone, here's Phil talk. Turn it to 11. Oh, this one goes to 11. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, 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 got, I've got that one that goes till 12.75. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Ugh, take that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna, and then you guys are gonna play. It's like, okay, now Kevin's got one that goes to 12.75. Well, now we got this amp. It doesn't go to 11, it doesn't go to 12, it goes to 13. Dun, dun, dun. We, we don't have amps. So. Yeah, we don't use amps anymore. Well, Find look at boat. me looking like a caveman saying amps. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Alrighty, uh, so I'm, I'm heading off to retirement home after that one. See you guys in my last episode. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we, we use the amp modulators, and man, let me tell you. I don't ever want to go back, especially using those on tour. Instead of having to lug a huge amp in every time, I walk into a, a venue or, or a festival with my be- my pedal in the backpack and my, my guitars, and that's all I need. I, I've gotten spoiled with it. Yeah, dude, like the fact that we're a four-piece band that right now we're looking for a 16-passenger van to start touring with, 
Um, and no trailer. We can fit everything. We can fit everything, including us, <laughs> including our suitcases with and us, with plenty of room in a sixteen passenger van. That says a lot. I'm not gonna lie, just because when I think about bands touring, when I think about just seeing some of the issues that have been ha- plaguing bands, it would come transportation's been a huge issue that I've seen happen where. Bands aren't able to get the transportation or it's way too expensive or, you know, just, you know, if you have a 16 passenger van, you can fit everything in there. You don't need an additional trailer. And I've seen an increase of people getting their trailers broken into stolen or just everything being completely taken from them. And then it puts them back so much further. If you guys are able to put every bit of your gear in a 16 passenger van and, and we can sleep in the van and yeah, I was like, and the four, you guys and your stuff, I mean, and still have room shit you guys are set up for this period of envision right now going forward to travel across the united states and go touring and make sure you're hitting all these different spots and playing some kick-ass shows man oh yeah oh yeah that's that's all we know how to do at this point you know i like to play (laughs) (laughs) i like to play that's my favorite thing to do (laughs) so 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 how much longer is it gonna be until you guys are able to get this 16 passenger van uh, we have a, a run coming up that I can't talk about on air just yet because it's not announced yet. We're locking in two more shows. It'll be coming out in August with a dope ass band. Um, and so we're trying to have it set up before then. Um, if we have to like borrow something for that run, we're going to have it because we have a couple of shows over the summer. Not a lot. We're kind of like stepping back a little bit, getting our, our finances back up there from, mm-hmm. you know, being on the road for eight weeks. Um <clears throat> And well, not quite, whatever. Uh, and we have that one run in August, and then we're going to take the rest of the time and record new music for 2024. So we'll be heavily slowing down after then. So I would say, like, the absolute latest would be February of next year, but we're hoping to have it ready in uh, August. See, that, that makes sense, though, because if you guys aren't, if you guys aren't able to get it by that little run in August, then you're going to be saying, okay, you know, we still have time to build up our finances once again, we still have time to purchase the van. And we're going to be working on new music up until that point as well. So the band is installing. Like, you guys aren't pulling back completely. Like, you guys are continuing to move forward with another aspect of what's going on while still building up on those finances. So when that new music does come out and you guys get to be able to go out and tour, you guys get offers for larger tours. And it's like, hey, can you guys go out and make these tours, make these, like, four-week-long runs? And you guys say, hell yeah. You guys got the transportation. Hell yeah, we don't need any extra transportation. We got a 16-passenger van. We've got everything ready to go. We don't have to have anything in there. We might have to strap Nate to the you know roof of the, of the van just to make sure we have extra room. We'll put a little bed up there so you know he's a little bit comfortable. If he's got to sleep while we're driving 30 or 60 miles an hour you know, through a snowstorm, so be it. He's going to have to deal with it. Dude, we're actually talking about uh, me and Kevin and our boss was talking today about uh decking out the 16 passenger van like putting like double bunks in there right and then putting like a, a stop gate so that all the equipment will be behind the stop gate like you see in like utility mm-hmm. vans and shit like that and then we'll be uh double deck bunks all around the inside and, and like just like deck the shit out yeah. didn't i'll say didn't silent planet do something like that with their with their uh uh 16 passenger van i thought they did something like that I don't know if they did. They're smart as hell. I mean, you know, because it's then you don't have to worry about hotels or anything. I mean, if you want to have more space and like, hey, we just got this big ass guarantee. Let's let's get a room, you know, like. Let's get a hope. Ho- let's let's get somewhere comfortable. Yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's like, oh yeah, we have Vegas guarantee. Let's get a room. Hey, sometimes it's cold. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, then we can do that if we want to. But I mean, another thing that I want to do starting in August is actually um, start having VIP experiences where they can come and see our decked out van and take pictures with us and put little swag bags together and you know just have more more of that one on one time where you don't have to wait until after the show to hopefully get a picture. You can like hang out with us and you know see our uh, I don't know, like living conditions. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you call it that. A mobile headquarters. Yeah, and and you, you know, see, see a different side of it. You know, and um, I really want to, I want to be able to offer that because I know, like uh, Underoath has been, like we talked about it earlier, been one of my favorite bands forever. They're coming to New Orleans in August, and the VIP experience with the ticket is only one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, and I'm like shit i'm doing this like <laughs> like i'm not one to ever get vips typically just because i'm cheap but yeah like a band that huge that legendary that iconic and i can get it for like 150 bucks like that yeah we're doing that understandable that's the run they're going on with the ghosts inside and we came as romans correct yes and i've never seen we car and um man the ghost inside i i just i want to give them shit because uh funny story about them i was a server when i was like 18 years old 19, 20, 21. I'll get it eventually. Um, <laughs> and I was working on Thanksgiving Day and I was about to get off. And the ghost inside was on tour with the Devil Wears Prada. And they came into Cracker Bro on Thanksgiving Day. And I stayed late to take care of them because I was like, oh my God, they're on tour with the Devil Wears Prada. This is the band. Like, this is my dream. These guys are so cool. And uh, they left us, well, not them. Their tour manager left us like $2 to split between two servers on like a $170 check. So hopefully they're not with that tour manager anymore that likes to stiff people on. So tips. if I see them there, I'll be like, you guys eat a Cracker Barrel recently? <laughs> <laughs> you never know if they, you ever know they might say, yeah, we got a tour manager that tips better than that's one time we were, you know, you know, on Thanksgiving, guy gave a shit tip and you're just going to be sitting there. Yep. Know all about it because that was me. Me. <laughs> they might know because I tagged them in it on Thanksgiving Day like every year for like five years when the memory would pop up. I'd be like, shout out, ghost inside. <laughs> oh, they might see me be like, you. <laughs> it's like, you I son of a bitch. <laughs> every and that person be like, memories. hey. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to uh, go over run by under. I'll say, Aaron, protect me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I mean they're they're solid dudes, very nice guys. Like I said, I'm I'm pretty sure it was our tour manager at the time. They probably like now, like back then, I didn't know anything about the industry, right? So I, I back then I was like the ghost insider assholes, and then now it's like I'm learning more about the industry and how things work and all that shit. I'm like, dude, they probably didn't even know, you know. And I'm like, they're out on the road, probably for like three months at this point. They haven't seen their families, and it's Thanksgiving, like shut the fuck up like my bills were paid you know like it, it ain't that yeah. big of a deal <laughs> but it's, it's definitely a funny story like and if we ever go on tour with them i will absolutely dog them every single night just for fun <laughs> oh understandable because i'm whether well, he's at athletes because i'm like i'm looking for that tour myself because i love seeing we came as romans live probably one of my favorite bands see live so you're gonna have an absolute blast with that I know you guys, because you guys are getting that tour in August. I actually get to see the first day of that tour. So, haha, take that. But watch, I'll get the show that everything goes wrong just because it'll be like, it'll be like the show of a comedy of errors. We're like, yep, uh, that computer blew out or that backing track. Well, uh, this thing didn't work. Uh, the sound check all of a sudden went awry and now we're not playing. I'm just going to be sitting there going, 
Uh, time does, to go does to New Orleans. Use tracks I have no idea. I'm just I like I just with um I think they do now, especially with uh all this because without Kyle in the band since he yeah. passed away, it's just whenever they play songs that have a lot of those like anything they did with the keys on there, like you gotta kind of have that as a backing track because they don't have they never they never replace them. They were never going to. Right. Yeah. They said we're a family, we're a brotherhood, and we're gonna carry on. Yeah. Uh, so it's so it's like if they're gonna play anything before. They're gonna play anything like before Cold Like War, anything off that album. It's like they're gonna add that something. So whenever they play Hope, it's like you're gonna hear the intro. So of course that's gonna be a backing track for the intro. Right. I just know like a lot of bands from that era, like Under Oath doesn't use tracks. I just saw the Devil Wears Prada, um, like I think just out a year, yeah, a year ago. It was like four twenty a year ago. That was that was fun. Devil Wears Prada and Era, um, and they didn't use tracks, and I thought like because we're a track band. You know, so like yeah. I thought it was wild, like seeing a keyboardist up there, like playing all the parts. Mm-hmm. I think he had a sample pad, you know, that he was like hitting samples at certain points to, yeah. for intros, but he wasn't, they weren't using like a laptop where you hit play on Ableton, you know, like that, that's just so freaking cool, you know, and the fact that all of those guys probably use clicks now, but when we were watching these guys growing up, they probably weren't even using the click track. And it's just like, bro, how, <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> Yeah, I totally understand that too. And it's like, remember seeing Devil's Prize some a couple weeks ago and it was the same thing. It was like, you had, it was like, damn, you're playing all this stuff live, but then he did have the sample pad up there as well. But as like, when it comes, I know there's a big, there, or there was a huge discussion over bands like, you know, that are, that use backtracks live versus don't. I always looked at it as, of course, there's going to be times where there's certain sounds that, you know, especially you're com- going to be able to computerize and have to produce that you're not going to be able to produce live without that piece there in a backing track. So if it's going to make the live experience better to have it, absolutely. But you sh- it's kind of like use use the least amount of backing tracks that you can, but use them to the advantage for the live show. Because if, if it's going to be something where the live show is going to suffer because you're not using them, then the people people are going to have a worse experience overall. But if you're going to overly rely on them, then it's like, then is it really, are you playing live? But if you find that perfect balance where you're playing everything live, but the things that just are need to be enhanced in that little at, at the end of the aspect that with the backing track, absolutely go for it. If it's going to mean a better live experience for the fans. I, I think maybe for, for us, cause we are a very heavy backing track live band. You know, if you watch our live videos, like, you know, that it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's no fucking secret. And I, I, I think about that sometimes because I know like a lot of rock musicians that are like core rock, been rock, never done anything but rock. Um, there's actually a, a band from around here that was talking shit. They were like, if you're using backing tracks, you should just stop altogether. And, you know, some crap like that. Um, I think maybe for me, it's like I have that background in hip hop and EDM is kind of like the world that I came from before mm-hmm. Envision became a rock band. Maybe that's why, like, I don't give a shit, you know, <laughs> um, but uh it's it's for me it's kind of like like we're all playing our instrumentations right but our tracks have like three or four guitar parts in them he can't do all of that you know um there's vocal parts that overlay and he can't do all of that and me like if i'm going to hear a band like i want to see a kick-ass show but for me personally like the closer it sounds to the record the doper it is in my experience and i i i kind of carry that into when i'm designing our live set i want it to sound like the fucking record you know and um so I add in, we have harmonies in our backing tracks and shit like that. Our old guitarist did a lot of singing on the EP and he's not with us anymore. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of his vocal parts that are in the tracks because 
he'll be singing at the same time I'm singing and I can't do both. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's shit like that where I could just leave it out, but I want people when they hear it, they immediately go, this is this song. Like, I don't want them to have to sit there and think what song is going on right now. And I want them to go like, bro, I feel like I just had the most wild ass experience of my life. And it sounded like the CD. I, I totally understand that too, especially coming from just someone who goes to as many concerts as I go to just being in the middle of the crowd where if it's something where that, that sound just isn't resonating with people and it's maybe because the backing track isn't there that the show ends up suffering from it. And it just, it just doesn't sound good. Now, Ke- Ke- uh, Kevin and Phil, same thing to you when it comes to this backing track idea, what's your kind of philosophy on it as an individual from both of yourselves? I would be interested to know what's your philosophy before working with me and after working with me. Oh, that's even better. Okay, so I came from uh, I came from playing like deathcore and death metal, and I always wanted to be in a band that had the backing tracks, especially because like you see a band like Aversion's Crown or like Cradle of Filth or like just like any other band that have like the symphonic or like uh, Lorna Shore. Lorna Shore too. Lorna mm-hmm. Shore is a fine example of that. Like having that, having like the the symphonies in the background and everything without having because it's it's you can't have a whole choir and everything there it's just it's not feasible not everybody's demovable gear but um i always wanted it because it, it creates like having the backing tracks creates the theatric that the album captures as a whole to where you can still have every the whole sound like alex was talking about you want people to come and hear and be able to immediately recognize the song get the whole feel for it and like i, I just w- without without backing tracks a lot of times it just it wouldn't sound exactly like the album because i mean it just like with with the synth, with the choir, with with like anything like that, it just it brings it all to life. And it's not like it's all doing it for you. It's something to play along with it. You're still playing your instruments. You're still doing your part of the song. Like, and mm. it just makes to where you like you don't have to have a whole bunch of people come be on there because it's. I mean, being in a band's already hard enough. When you get like ten or twelve people trying to be being on stage or you know being in there, it's it makes it way more difficult. Yeah, we're basically doing the tango. Not yeah. having we got enough of this. Yeah. And I like you said, like basically the layering and just the, all the essentials just to make it, they're, they're more add-ons. They're not replacing us or anything. We're not replacing anybody. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just comes naturally. Having that in our ears is, I mean, how would you say it? Like it makes things sound more natural. It feels natural. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't feel empty. If you don't have those, everything just feels like it's flat in my opinion. Dude, when I ever have to perform with, like I love karaoke and I still go out every Friday night typically and do karaoke. And anytime I have to perform, and I, I have to use like monitors or even worse, no monitors and like no in-ears and no click. I feel like naked, you know, like I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually, I, like I came from, like I said, death and everything, my old bands, and this was the first experience I've had with that where I actually use in-ears. And whenever I started using those, it's like, man, this, this makes it so much easier. I can to stay on time to hear everybody because I have everyone in my, I have a mix of everyone in my ears. And that was one of the biggest problems with my old bands, like, it was literally like, well, if you can't hear nothing, I hope you know your stuff. Good luck. You know, but with the in-ears, it, it creates, you can hear everything to make it easier. Like, even if, even if, you know, you mess up on stage, you can quickly recover to where nobody notices. Because that's one of my biggest things is you're going to mess up on stage every once in a great while. It's not about, you know, don't mess up. It's about how quickly can you recover to make sure people, no one notices that you messed up. And the in-ears create that thing where it's easy to just pick it back up. It's kind of like in life. It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you handle it. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. And I, th- I think especially, Ken, what you brought up with Lorna Shore, that's a perfect example because 
Could you imagine going to see Lorna Shore live and they didn't have the theatric, like the symphonic theatrical backing track piece in there? Because they're not going to be able to get a full orchestra in there to create that. It's not going to be something like Bring Me the Horizon at Royal Albert Hall in 2015 with a full orchestra behind them ready to go. You're not going to get that every time. You're rarely ever going to get that, if at all. So, especially listening to Lorna Shore, if those theatrical pieces are not back there from a back from the symphonics out, from these strings, from these echoes, everything around there, it's not going to sound the same. It's not going to hit you as powerfully. Sure. And you're going to go see them live and you're going to say, I paid money to see this. Like, it's just, the experience isn't going to connect. But if you're going to go see them and they're going to play their parts and play them incredibly well, and Will Ramos is going to squeal like a pig all over the goddamn stage, but you're going to have those theatrics back there. There, this is what happens when you go to get you get a deathcore band to jump up um, over a million monthly Spotify listeners, which is basically unheard of. It's what happens when you know that when their music itself is fantastic, but then in a live setting it translates so well, and it would not translate as well have that backing track not been there. Oh yeah, it, like there, there's there's quite a few parts in some of their songs where like it would just be straight deathcore. If they didn't have the the backstretch, because that that's what really adds like the energy and the, the like the like the nothing sets them apart without that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah if, if, if if they didn't if they didn't have that, it'd be like oh we're listening to like a rip off of like White Chapel or Suicide Silence once again, or like we're just listening to something over and over again. Yeah, and I mean <laughs> their their guitarist does great work, but like you said, it, it is still deathcore, and the the thing that really makes their sound is the combination of the symphony with the black metal with the deathcore mm-hmm. all go all into one atmosphere yeah and and then it makes it it makes it completely something unique to the point where i mean they went played Lollapalooza last year which is like oh you know you get a bunch of kids going to listen to edm and hip-hop artists and all of a sudden yep they got lorna shore on top of there oh yeah (laughs) yeah. i actually just saw them last month over in new orleans at the house of blues and they were great man they were they were really good they were clean live like it was funny because they waited to play till the Hellfire for their encore. Everybody knew it was coming. When they walked off stage without playing that song, I was like, "Oh, you guys are full of shit." I know you're going back out to play that song. There ain't no way you're gonna you're gonna do this and do do this tour and not play that song. They could have pulled an Under Oath, man. Like Under Oath, like for the first twenty years of their existence, they didn't play any of their most popular songs because they thought that that's not cool. <laughs> That, that actually makes sense because I think the first time I saw Under Oath play live, they did not play anything that was pop. They played a lot of stuff that was off their 2018 <laughs> album because it was 2019. But then when I saw them in 2022, it was like they played a lot of stuff off of Voyeurus, and all of a sudden, it was like the last like five songs. I think Spencer Lily said, "All right, get ready for some fun shit." And it was just like their five most popular songs right at the end of the show. Yeah, writing on the wall, uh, boy brush red. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard of Boy Brush Red, and I've seen Under Oath, I think, three times, and I've never heard of Boy Brush Red live, and that's my favorite song. Oh, they should be playing it now, I would assume. So, especially <laughs> if they're on that co-headliner with the ghosts inside. So, Alex, you're you're gonna have fun. I'm gonna have to start running like three miles a day a month leading up to that show, so I can be ready. Like, otherwise, I will die in that pit happily. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have a lot of fun that that one because the the show that they're playing, then they open up that tour. It's in Chicago, and then two days beforehand, I'm at a festival called Upheaval Festival, where day one is like Lamb of God, The Ghost Inside, and Bring Me the Horizon is headlining. Day two it consists of Asking Alexandria, We Came as Romans, Ice Nine Kills, 
and falling in reverse is headlining. And I'm doing the after show after that one. I'm going to get just, I'm going to rock the shit out of some people because Wage War is playing the after show. And then I get to go and do, all right, two days after this, I'm going to be like, all right, I might need a little bit of a break. Hell no. It's We Came as Romans, the ghost inside an under oath time. So, oh, yeah. We yeah, got we, uh, we 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 get we gotta start running, we gotta start biking, we gotta start lifting weights, we gotta get mosh pit fit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta do I gotta do something too, because my uh I'm actually going to Germany and uh like at the end of July for Vakken open air. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna see sleep token. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I get to see sleep token, I get to see Iron Maiden, Dropkick Murphy's, uh Aboth, uh Man, there's there's tons of bands that I, I get to check off my list for that because there I think they have like 80 bands playing because it's it's well it's a huge four day festival that takes up like an entire town basically. And is it open air? Like it's it's out in the open? Oh yeah, it's way open. <laughs> it's way open, baby. It's but way open. All right, all right, all right, guys. Should, right too. I'll say, should we just all just find a way to just maybe get some money from somewhere, maybe? doesn't have to be the most legal way, but all of a sudden, Kevin's going to be over there at Vakken Open Air. It's just all of a sudden, in the middle of the pit, she's going to see the three of us just like, what's up, dude? <laughs> How'd you get out here? Actually, don't want to ask that question. <laughs> so you don't want to know. We have our ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all we're going to Phil say. We have our ways. That's, that's Phil, yeah. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell. Well, I got one more question for you guys before we head out. As you said, you guys have a couple more sh- couple shows still planned for this year. You got a couple of shows for August, but then after that, you guys are going to be recording some new music. What have you guys been working on potentially with new music? Have you been writing it at all? Like, what's been going on? I don't want to know anything specific. Maybe just some teaser stuff here and there. Like, what are we getting ourselves into? What is going to be, what's the inspiration coming from? Like, where's your mindset with this new music going? So, um, Kevin, you can talk a little bit about the inspiration side because most of the music is you, and I can talk on the lyrical side. So, a lot of my, uh, a lot of what I'm going to be doing with the guitar work and stuff, I'm going to be transposing like my experience from like back in my deathcore and death mode days and kind of turning it into a little more our style. So, I'm going to be bringing a little, little bit more heaviness to uh, to our future songs. Yeah. So we we definitely you've noticed that like every release has gotten like heavier, you know. Uh huh. Like, I remember when we dropped Fake Friends and I had, like, my harsh vocals on there for the first time and everyone was like, oh, this track is dope. Yeah, let's go. What the? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so we've, we've definitely been kind of leaning more into that side. Um, but also, like, I think our lyrics have more substance. You know, like, when you first interviewed us, like, it was all about a, some chick that broke my heart or some shit like that, you know? And now we're talking about, like, this entire EP we just released, we're, we're hitting, like, PTSD and um one of them is actually about like a, a loss of a child like um i don't talk about it a whole lot but you might have seen my post about it from uh breaking down where i the lyrics i wrote was about two two children that i lost one was due to a medically necessary abortion and one was due to a miscarriage and like that's the substance of breaking down you know and ego and shit like that so we really delved, delved headfirst into uh dealing with heavy heavy subjects and um heavy music um and i'm going to continue that path um doing i i want to hit things that people like aren't talking about but do it in a in a fun way you know kind of like kind of like dark comedians you know like Mm -hmm. where they kind of they kind of bring stuff up you know and you can be jamming and go along with it like that's that's become the essence of the envision brand is um 
this song is so catchy. Oh shit, this is what it's about. Okay, like this helps me feel like this is okay to talk about. Now I can talk about it and get through it. Now I think I think we'll kind of continue that theme, and then I want to do like at least one, at least one party song because like all of our songs are so sad. <laughs> so it's. I'll say it's gonna it's gonna go from talking about some stuff that's really emotional, really in depth, that really takes a lot of substance, that's really gonna have a lot of people connect with it, whether they've gone through something similar or they've dealt with something that makes them really connect with that song. Then you're gonna go to a song that's gonna relate to um well, it's gonna be just look through Phil's composite notebook about a night you guys had after you know the <laughs> ship rocked a pre-party, and it's gonna be like, Well, this is the song we're writing about. What are we writing about? This period of time where we don't know what happened, but filled it. Hey, song idea, a night to remember. Hey. Yeah. A night to, a night to, a night to remember, dot, 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 maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh we, we could go like Panic at the Disco style and call it like a night to remember the notes of Phil. <laughs> there we go. Appreciate it. Yeah, that that might actually work, and then just have you know have it be a single, and have the cover uh, or just be a composite notebook that just says, and I remember like written in Sharpie, and then in the little thing like this notebook belongs to the notes of Phil. Yeah, now if you like see our album come out and you see the track list, and one of them says, and I remember, you like, I was there. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm gonna throw my hands on my ass and go, party song, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I want to do you know I want to have some fun. I feel like if we released an entire album of party songs, we would lose our entire fan base just because, like, we have become known as the mental health guys, like, across the industry, not just in our fan base. Like, yeah. Everyone who knows us knows that's who we are. Um, but so I, I couldn't do the entire thing, but, like, fuck, I think we can throw one in there that's just, you know, throw your hands up like you don't care. Th- Depressed throw people have th- fun, too. Throw a little musical diversity in there, you know. Put your hands up and start waving around like a wacky, waving, inflatable arm flailing too bad. Yeah. Well, plus, you know, we might be depressed, but we're in the South. So it's, like, way more fun because we have a tropical depression. Yeah, versus up here when all of a sudden it's, we got seasonal where it's just snow. Yeah. Don't y'all, like, still have snow or did it finally melt? Oh, it finally melted. I mean, it's, it's, I think today, the day we recorded this, it was... It was it was quite a nice 55 degrees here today. Nice. I know when we left last weekend to go on tour, one of our fans from Wisconsin sent us a message and was like, it's snowing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, act, it did. What the hell? <laughs> like, it, it's it's been, when we were in Wisconsin on tour where you missed our show. I know. Uh, <laughs> it was snowing there and it was 90 degrees here. Yeah. And- that sounds like Wisconsin. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was snowing hard. We when we got to the venue, you know, there was there's plenty of places to park. It was a nice big parking lot. When by the time we the show w- was done, there was like like four inches of snow piled up everywhere. We're like, oh well, I guess we're camping out here for tonight. As a bunch of Southern boys, yeah. it was really really cool to see snow for about thirty minutes. <laughs> it sucked. Oh yeah. <laughs> It, 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 it was it was easy it was easy to spot the southern boys whenever it first started snowing because we were all running around and playing in it and everybody else was like what are you guys doing well if it was like the first snowfall of the year then you guys would have easily blended in because it's like oh my god it's back yay but when it's march and you guys are here and you guys are running around like this is awesome we're just like 
We've dealt with this for three fucking months already. It's probably going to be here with the snowbanks for at least another. April's going to be a shit show. What are you guys doing? And then all of a sudden, a half hour later, you're like, you know that the, the, the happiness of seeing the snow kind of wore off. And you're, we're just sitting here thinking, welcome to our world. You want yeah. a beer? <laughs> at least we get to leave in a week. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still stuck here. But hey, when summer comes, you know, at least it's like 70, 80 degrees out. And it's, it's nice for two and a half months, maybe. I don't know how long summers are anymore. I lose track. Well, if you come down here, you lose track of, of it for sure because uh, summer is the year and uh, <laughs> we get like two days of cold. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> See, I come down there and like for the two days of cold, you guys would be walking. You guys would be like, this is cold. I'd be like running around outside without a shirt on going, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, when I walked out this morning to go to work, I wore a jacket because I was like shivering on my way out the door. And I look at my car, I look at the temperature and it's 71 degrees. <laughs> dude this was this had to be like 2019 i was in daytona beach florida for the 500 because it was my dad's 60th birthday so i took him to the race and it was like i want to say because this is like mid-february early 6, 8 a.m in the morning i end up going for a run on the beach because i'm like hey this the sand is packed down it's great to go run on i gotta go do this so i was gonna go for like a five mile run and it was like 60 degrees out that morning. So I'm running out there, no shirt on. I'm just having a blast. And I'm running past people in winter jackets and pants. I'm just like, huh. <laughs> I, by, the time I got to, by the time I finished up, some dude in a winter jacket on me is like, you're clearly not from around here, are you? I said, how did you guess? <laughs> He's like, you, you're not wearing a shirt. I'm like, yeah, it's like, what, 65 degrees out here? He's like, yeah, it's cold. I'm like, dude, you should see where I just came from. Because it was like negative three the day I left. I'm like, you should you should go up there. Yeah, so it, it felt like probably a, a boiling kettle of water when you got here. Oh, it was it was absolutely beautiful and tremendous. But then all of a sudden, once summer hits and you guys get that heat and humidity, I'm just like, <sighs> oh, yeah. shit. Bro, I remember when the South was like just ripping London in half. Because they, uh, there was like some marathon that happened over there and people were like passing out from heat stroke left and right. They were talking about it was record heat. And when you converted the Celsius to, to uh, Fahrenheit, I think it was something like 73 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say even for me, if I was running outside in 73 degrees, I'd be like, this is fine. This ain't bad. But once you get to yeah. like that 80 and it's like the humidity hits, I'm just like, shit, this is going to suck. Meanwhile, I ran cross country in high school, you know, running um, five miles a day. And it's like 97 degrees outside. <laughs> well, hey, man, you got you got to break out that like mentality. You got to break out that feeling once again because you got to get prepared for under oath, my man. I know, dude. And it gets it gets hot in them pits. But like I said, him and I do HVAC, so we'll be we'll be fine with the heat because you know oh, yeah. that hundred yeah. degree pit will have nothing on them. Two hundred and fifty degree attics we'll be working in this summer. Mm -hmm. Hey, all set, ready to go, and you, that means you guys will be ready to go, Masha. You guys will be ready for a couple more shows. You got to be ready for new music. You be ready for a great rest of the 2023 and ahead of the 2024 even stronger. So, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you guys, in this instance, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug wherever you want to plug, promote whatever you're gonna promote at the end of the episode. So, gentlemen, floor is yours. Well, real quick, I, I do want to. I know we're on the Chord Progression podcast, but I also want to shout out the guy that like helped us like our first ever real sponsor that um you know and you know that joy there is actually the guys over at local band Smokeout. um he's done a lot for us bg is absolutely amazing um so like if you're a listener of the chord progression podcast and you love um kevin you absolutely love bg too because like they have similar personality same kind of vibe 
Um, so that that's that's my plug there. Obviously the sound because that's our hometown and we love those guys. Rock Rage Radio is another great one for uh, brand new music. Like Rock Rage Radio, actually, I, I was talking to some DJs over there. Did you know that this year they surpassed listeners uh, from what was it, <clears throat> Rolling Stones? Yeah, one of the one of the biggest national radios. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah, in January. Yep. Yeah, so like Rock Rage is doing like incredible shit. Um, yes. And then also got to shout out my homies in Kingdom Collapse because I'm wearing their shirt. Um, the shirt I got dirty was Awaken the Giant, who got us off of our asses and put us out on the road because um, we were like, oh, we're not really sure, and they're like, nah, you're coming. Get the fuck over it. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. And. Keep an eye out, man, because we got shit coming. Find us, NVSN. You search that, you'll find us. Alternatively, you can do NVISION228.com. That has all of our shit there, from merchandise to Spotify to um, bio- a biography. You can even donate to women's shelters there. So, Did I miss anything, boys? I don't think so. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to all the boys from Silvertongue and a big special thanks to Speed for coming out to this festival yes, this weekend to come that. see us. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I mean, we talked about all the bands. Oh, yeah, no, I'll be, totally be, be crazy. Hours. We have so many oh, yeah. um, incredible friends in this industry. And we that's have. something I couldn't say th- two years ago, man. It's just, it's a fucking blessing. It's a really I'll say, you can say it now, and you'll be saying it even more as you continue on. And now I'm in this podcast. I usually do three things, but I'm going to do four things. First things first, because you gave a couple of shout-outs. Gave one to BG from Local Band Smokeout. I will also say check out Local Band Smokeout. Because I've had BG on the podcast before, and that dude is one good dude. Also, yeah. you shout-out Kingdom Collapse. Like I, I, Jonathan Norris is probably one of my all-time favorite guests. The guy that's appeared on the podcast the most. So you know I'm supporting Keem Claps. The Sound 228, Rock Rage Radio. Yeah, I've been following along with them as well. So, of course, we're going to plug <coughs> as well. So, great job on those plugs. Also, now it's time for number two, which is normally my number one. When it comes to finding Vision Online, when it comes to checking out their music, buying some merch, going to support them and find along with them every step of the way, the best thing you can do is go to the description of this podcast which says Find Envision Online. You're going to see links for everything, for their socials, for YouTube, for where you can find them, their website, where you can get tickets for any live shows that are coming up, where you can buy some merch, where you can stream their music on Spotify and Apple Music. All the links are going to be there. So all you have to do is click that link and then go to it and hit what like, like, subscribe, follow, play, buy, down anything that's there. I got it all down there for you. Taking all the hard work out of it. Convenience is there. Two clicks. That's all you need to do. Now it's time for my next one. And I made this promise to you guys last time I had you on the podcast. It still stands tall, and I hope I get to make it at some point in 2023 because I missed my first chance on this one. However, it's going to continue on. My last last time I made you a promise of when I see you perform live for the first time, first round's on me. Well, because I've had you on the podcast a second time now, and because I have not seen you play live yet, it's no longer the first round. It is the first two. Right on. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of apple juice. And yes, Phil, <laughs> you're getting a lot of apple juice. And now it is time to close this podcast, not by saying goodbye, because that is way too final. I've had you guys in the podcast twice. I want to have you guys back on once you guys have that new music ready to roll so we can talk all about it. And I still got to see you guys perform live. So can this be goodbye? Fuck no, it can't be. This has to be. I'll see you later. Well, folks, that's my interview with the guys from InVision. We had Alex, Phil, Kevin, and, of course, Nate was here for the first, like, 20, 25 minutes before he had a dip. But now it's time for Kevin's final thoughts. So InVision, 
when I first talked to him back in, God, let's actually take a look-see. When was that when we first got to speak with the guys in InVision? Because it was, it was a long time ago. Like, it wasn't recent. I know I have it. Where's my... Well, I don't have a filter on this thing. This would be a lot easier. Because I, I do track everything like this. So let's go with NV, InVision. So I first had InVision on the podcast. Their date was February 16th of 2021 so almost two and a half years ago since we last had him on the podcast seeing the growth of this band and seeing them continue to make such a positive impact in the music scene that they're around seeing them go from literally a small local band that just started touring outside of their area to a band that is playing multiple festivals this year, a band that was on the ship rock pre-party and connected with so many fans, a band that is playing festivals almost a thousand miles away, maybe sometimes more than a thousand miles away and connecting with fans there is absolutely incredible. Going and touring nationally for the first time, coming up to my neck of the woods in Wisconsin. Of course, I had to miss the show. I blame myself for that one. But then being able to actually see snow for the first time, the connection they're making with their fans, their focus around mental health and everything around there has proved to be such a powerful piece for them that it, it speaks to the hard work that they're putting in and it speaks to the hard work they're doing to connect with the fans and staying connected to them. One thing that Alex spoke about was finding that balance as a band between you know yourself and doing everything you need for the band because you can continually push yourself for so much farther, so much longer, and it does it can get pretty exhausting. I know what it's like to get burnt out too. I recently got burnt out myself and almost had to take a step back from the podcast. But thanks to a reaction video about the warnings song more that kind of gave me a shot in the arm once again. I'm like, we're flying again, mother, yeah. So. It's all about finding that balance and doing the best stuff and just seeing where Envision's gone the past two years. It's not going to take me another two years to bring them back on the podcast. This was a great one, and I just can't wait to see what they got more in store. So just when it comes down to it, keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing forward on things, but you need to find that balance. I am a person that needs to find that balance as well, so let's find that balance together, uh, together everybody. On that note, I want to make sure you're following InVision. So go script to the podcast where it says find InVision online. You'll see links and labels for all their socials. You'll see links where you can find them on YouTube, where you can find them online in terms of their website. You can buy some merch, buy any concert tickets, and buy and go like listen to their stuff, stream their stuff, buy their music, wherever it might be. Link description to the podcast or find InVision online. Make sure to follow along with the Corporate Rush Podcast. We're mainly on Facebook and Instagram. As we get all your great Corporate Rush Podcast content, you can contact us there directly. I'm the one that answers everything. So, yeah, you're going to always get me on those answers. Also, make sure you're hitting subscribe. If you're watching YouTube video, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button as well to, you know, help us out in the algorithm. And also subscribe for more of this great content to find another place where you can, you know, discover new rock and metal music. Find a place where you connect and feel accepted, whether you're young or old. Also, if you're listening on Spotify, Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon, hit that like button or follow button or subscribe button as well. It helps us out. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Also, thank you to Phoenix Fitness. 20% off is code CB20 at FNXFit.com. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Link description of the podcast. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Phil, once again for being on the podcast. Make sure you guys are following along with InVision on that note. That's your video, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!